Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the five day vendor master file cleanup. Do you trust the data in your vendor master file? Well, if you have less than 5,000 active vendor records and need to prepare for a vendor self-registration portal or for 1099 and 1042 IRS annual forms distribution, you are in luck. We have vendor validations, including watch list screening, duplicate vendor review, vendor inactivation recommendations, and more. Go to DebraRRichardson.com, that's D-E-B-R-A-R-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N.com slash consulting, or email me at Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at DebraRRichardson.com for a quote today. Can accounts payable team members spot phishing attempts 100% of the time? They get sick, they come into work. They are rushed, it's month in, they're worried, distracted. So you need to add authentication techniques, internal controls and best practices to reduce the potential for fraudulent payment. Now what that means for ACH payments is that you need to verify the vendor's name matches the account holder's name of the bank account. Can you do that with a pre-notification? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 57. How well does pre-notification protect your company from fraudulent vendor ACH payments? In episode 957, and I didn't plan it that way, 57, 957, although I'll be glad when I get to that episode. Anyway, in episode 957 of the CyberWire Daily Podcast, Host David Bittner interviews David DeFore, a VP of Engineering and Cybersecurity at Webroot. So they're talking about phishing attacks and employee behavior, and David DeFore talks about how 80% of employees feel like they can catch a phishing email. But at the same time, during testing, those same employees are struggling to find the phishing emails. And that's because today there are less phishing emails that have grammatical and spelling errors, things that just stick out. And in addition to that, they're not just coming from email where employees are looking for them, but they're also coming via phone, um, which is vishing, V-I-S-H-I-N-G and text, um, which is called smishing, uh, S-M-I-S-H-I-N-G. 
So again, employees think that they can spot, you know, phishing attempts 100% of the time, but that's just not realistic. So you do need to put in internal controls, authentication techniques, and best practices to reduce the potential for that fraudulent payment, which again means you need to validate the bank account holder's name and against the vendor legal name. And the question today is, can you do that with a pre-notification? So let's define a pre-notification. So in the United States, NACHA, or the National Automated Clearinghouse Association, manages the ACH network of transactions for all of the banks in the US. And a pre-notification is a $0 entry using the automated clearinghouse system or ACH to validate that the vendor or employee or consumer routing numbers um, and bank account prior to be or prior to submitting the actual transactions. So for vendors, these are sent from the buyer to the vendor's bank to confirm the banking information before paying the vendor invoice. So when I say buyer, I mean the buyer's bank. And keep in mind, a pre-notification is optional for the buyer. They do not have to send it to their bank, which in this case is the Original Depository Financial Institution, or ODFI. Um, but once received, so if the buyer's bank does send it, the vendor's bank, which is the receiving depository financial institution or RDFI, they must validate it. Now, once that pre-notification is sent from the ODFI, um, the RDFI responds with return codes that will tell you if the account is closed, if it's invalid or unable to locate, or even if the account holder is deceased. And there's some other return codes that may or may not be applicable in a B2B situation, but um, those are the three big ones. And then the other thing to point out here is that most accounting systems or ERPs have a functionality to send pre-notifications. In some cases, it's right on the vendor record and it's just a checkbox. So it is available um, or a functionality in your accounting system or ERPs. Okay, so now that we've talked about the pre-notification and gotten some of the functionality and how it works out of the way, let's talk about if a pre-notification can work to protect your company against sending a fraudulent ACH payment. So again, companies can use the pre-notification functionality in their accounting systems or ERPs. And in addition to that, many third-party providers that house vendor banking in their software use this process as well. And I will say there, there's a trend now that vendor banking um, is taken out of the ERP or the accounting system altogether and is only housed in these third-party party provider systems like Ariba, um, in some cases vendor portals, so that only the vendor can enter that information and that reduces the risk of fraud. 
But in any event, these third-party providers, they have the uh, function in their software systems as well. The problem is, is that pre-notification rules only requires the vendor's bank or the RDFI to check the validity of the bank account number. Now, some will check that the name sent for the validation matches the bank account holder name, but not all. And while it is important to verify the bank account number is, is open and not closed, and because you don't, you want to av avoid the rework involved with reprocessing and unsuccessful payment. So I'm not saying that it's not important to do that. I'm just saying that, hey, a cyber criminal's bank account will be open and active at least long enough to receive the payment. So while it does have a critical um, value uh, so that you don't send a, what's going to be a potential unsuccessful um, payment, it still does not verify the ownership of that account. And not only that, here are a couple of other concerns. So the first one is that it does not verify the bank account number for non-U.S. banks. So unlike the U.S., non-U.S. banks do not have an official global ACH system to pay suppliers. Systems do exist, for example, um, the equivalent of the ACH in Europe is the single euro Euro Payments Area or SEPA, which consists of 35 participating countries. Also in Australia, the equivalent of the ACH is direct entry. So there are some systems out there, however, it may not be present in some of the countries that your company does business in. And there's still no global ACH set of rules or set of standards. Now the second concern is that pre-notification causes payment delays. So they must be sent at least six banking days prior to the first payment. Now that six banking days, please make sure you look up um, using the NACHA rules to verify um, what those banking days are because they do change. So that's a payment delay. And then in addition, there is some manual work involved in reviewing and working the return code reason, then working with the vendor to correct their banking details. And if this process is not efficient, then that is additional delays on top of the pre-notification delays. And that doesn't mean that you don't do the pre-notification. It just means you need to make sure you have an efficient process and then build in those days to in your communication back to the vendor about when they can expect payment. So to answer the question of do pre-notifications work to prevent fraudulent vendor ACH payments, that answer really depends. Depending on whether the vendor's bank will verify the account name and if the vendor's bank is in the U.S., pre-notifications may work. So if pre-notifications may work, meaning they may not work, what else may work? Is there any other alternative? Well, you can confirm that the bank account number and the bank account name match 
without regard to preference of the vendor's bank, the RDFI. So how do you do that? Well, does your company bank at Bank of America, Bank Branch Banking and Trust, or BB&T, um, Capital One, JP Morgan Chase, or Wells Fargo? You may be able to go directly to earlywarning.com to use the solution directly. They have a solution there that will check account ownership. If you don't, or if your company doesn't bank with either of those banks, you can check out one of their resellers that include GUI-AC systems. Both services will validate account ownership by confirming that the vendor's legal name matches the bank account holder name. Now here are some additional benefits. You get immediate results. Unlike pre-notification, there is no wait for the validation. The, another uh, benefit is that there are additional validations available, you know, depending on which of the providers you use, additional services are available not only to validate the legal name matches the bank account holder name, but also to validate the tax ID matches the legal name, the address and OFAC validations as well. Now, a third benefit is that these third-party providers, Early Warning and their resellers such as GAIAC Systems, have the ability to integrate with an API. So if you have a vendor portal, inquire with your third-party provider to see if they can offer that feature. Hey, maybe it, it can even integrate directly into your accounting system or ERP. Inquire with your IT team. And this way, not only will you get immediate results, but you may not even have to go outside of your portal or your accounting system or ERP to do it. So those three benefits were great, but there are still a couple of concerns. So the biggest concern is just like pre-notifications, these services are not available for non-US banks. In addition, they may be what your company considers a significant cost. However, when you compare it against the average fraudulent payment, the cost may not be prohibitive. Simnatech, and I'll put a link to the article in the show notes, reported that according to the FBI's latest internet, internet crime report, or ICR, losses from business email compromise scams amounted to almost $1.3 billion in 2018 with 20,373 victims reported on the same ICR report, the 2018 average incident is a $60,300 loss. So my suggestion is to get your quote and compare. Because, and I know you're tired of hearing it, you're tired of reading it, but it's no longer if you're going to be hit by a cyber criminal, it is when. So get your quote and compare. So if your company uses pre-notifications, comment on the platform that you're listening to this on and let me know and let me know if it's working for you. And if I missed anything, again, make sure to comment and I will uh, answer or respond to any of your questions as well. And then 
Also remember to protect the vendor master file from fraud, keep it clean. And I want to thank everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 56th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.